Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, thanks for tuning into the podcast again. Tired of your business's healthcare costs unpredictably increasing every year? Healthcare costs are typically a business's second or third line item expense. And if you're like most employers, it's an expense that's growing faster than your revenue. Luckily for employers, Novetta Health has the solution. Novetta Health is a full-service healthcare consulting firm with proven strategies to lower your healthcare costs by up to 30% or more. They operate on a fee-for-service model and never mark up any of their medical or pharmaceutical claims. None of your employees have to leave their doctor or pharmacist either. Their health captive and pharmacy benefit manager are the most cost-effective and transparent solutions in the whole country. What they do is not magic, it's just honest. So if you're tired of overspending on health insurance and want to learn more, visit outcomesrocket.health save for a free spend analysis to see how you too could save by switching to Novetta Health. That's outcomesrocket.health save for your free spend analysis. Outcomesrocket.health save. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Luca Emili. He's the founder and CEO at Insilico Trials Technologies, the first global platform that allows pharmaceutical and medical device companies to accelerate research and development through models and simulations. He's a member of the Cloud Security Consultative Group in EMA and responsible for the collaboration activity with the FDA. With a strong passion for technology, he's focused on the development of the company for the definition of partnerships with research centers, hospitals, and pharma and medical devices companies, and the development of new innovative technologies and services. Prior to founding In Silico Trials Technologies, he worked in M&A and acted as an investor in some SME companies. He's done a tremendous work in the field. He's also a journalist, published more than 40 articles in IT security journals, and he's just an outstanding contributor to this field of healthcare. So it's a true privilege to have Luca with us today. And with that, I want to open up an introduction to you, Luca. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Saul, for inviting me. So what would you say got you into the medical sector to begin with? It was a consideration based my, from my past experience in cybersecurity where for 10 years I had the opportunity to dive very deeply into technology. And I seen uh, um, in 2012 how big opportunity could be in the support of clinical trial using state-of-the-art technology uh, to uh, accelerate the, the experiment, to accelerate the trials, to leverage uh, the data created, and, and so on. It was at the beginning of the era of the cloud in the life science, uh, and so I have to say now that I was very happy to get into this sector because it's evolving a lot very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure is. And, and you got in right at the beginning as it was getting into healthcare. A lot has changed since then. Uh, what would you say today, Luca, is, is the hot topic that needs to be on today's industry leaders and how are you guys focused on it? For sure, the efficiency in the processes are an extremely important element considering the huge investment that are done uh, every year by the companies. In the pharma, 95% of new compounds never reach the market. The cost for developing medical devices is, is, is enormous. If we consider that the software is uh, an element that embedded know-how, embed knowledge, I think that one significant topic is to look at how to leverage software 
to distribute the knowledge around the company to make people to be able to act from a more empowered position because they're using tools that are significantly powerful. So as uh, Andresen said in the past that uh, software is, is eating the world, I think that to, if we put knowledge into the software and we leverage it, we put the people at the center of uh, more activity than you could, you could envision in the uh, future. You're, you're really uh, forward thinking in, in this space, Luca. I mean, to think that we could take very, very physical processes and trials in labs and clinics and make simulations. I mean, this is kind of really futuristic thinking. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on maybe some projects you guys have done or some early work and some of the successes that you've started to see from this. Yeah, I've been lucky because uh, what we're doing now in the healthcare, in the, I started to do it in the cybersecurity in 2000 years. The point is that the knowledge and the know-how is very hard to, to obtain for everyone in, in so many different topics. And uh, what we are doing now is to make a researcher to put their own component available in a very easy way with distribution through the internet for the final user. So we, for example, are working on project with FDA where we are in a regulatory science project providing to companies the opportunity to see how in the MRI safety of an implantable medical device, it's possible to use a model, to use a simulation to see if the design of the product is fine or not. Then we have other project with the university, for example, of Valencia for the evaluation of cardiac safety uh, of a drug. So these are a couple of examples that provide in terms of seconds or, or a couple of hours results that in a traditional activity could require weeks or months with also the, the, the use of animals or uh, requiring some painful test uh, on, uh, on patient. So the point is that in this new approach that is not going to change the world in, in one day, but uh, we could start a process that in the future could really at the beginning, reduce the effort for traditional approaches and then in the future, sometimes maybe to substitute some of this approach, for example, the one using the animals and make the things simpler and make the things quicker and also less expensive than they are now and also safer. So avoiding that maybe mm-hmm. there are a lot of problems caused by long processes that don't take care of safety in the right way. And I really appreciate the examples, Luca. So the method by which you go about this, what's the technology behind your work? We have created the platform where we are able to integrate many different components. So basically we have for the medical device, uh, technology called Solver. So uh-huh. software that uh, make a finite element simulation in the structural, dynamics, electromagnetic uh, activities. For example, working with ANSYS, uh, we have a, uh, both a company that is using open source solver. So we have many solver in the platform mm-hmm. on one side. On the other side, we are embedding components that come from the pharma industry. So where the simulation are created uh, starting from uh, clinical testing or in vitro testing and then become a model that uh, is possible for a user to test. So. We are multiple layer, let me say, platform. Mm-hmm. We're starting from a web interface, go into the structural component based on Microsoft Azure. We have significant collaboration with Azure also on the guidelines and the GXP compliance, and then go to the specific component that create the, the single model of the platform. There is a lot going on there, Luca. 
<laughs> and you yeah. guys make it work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. So no doubt you guys are, are definitely among some of the brightest minds in the business. And I know a lot of the listener base in the pharma and med device field always are looking for, for ways to become more efficient and raising this efficiency standard in the development of devices and drugs. Give us a time when maybe you, you, you had a setback in the, in the work that you're doing and what you learned from that to make you better. One setback and is uh, related to the time sometimes to convince uh, someone that they do not understand uh, what are the potential that it make worth to think about it and to go in this direction. As an innovative platform, innovative approach, we are doing a lot of uh, evangelization around the world. And so it's not that when we talk about this, uh, the people get in love immediately with the approach because uh, they think with the traditional mindset, with a traditional way that created for them also some, some results. So this is something that uh, we have changed a little since the beginning, because um, we started not to give for granted for everyone that is obvious and it have to be like that. And we have copy some activity done in other industry and to make the people understand that uh, they already living in a place where, for example, you are trusting a software for your health or for your life as well. For example, mm-hmm. if you talk about a uh, uh, automotive industry. Now, every car is developed through modeling simulation, but um, more important, there are a lot of systems in the car, not just a new uh, self-driving system, but also old systems like the ABS that are based completely on the software and the people is trusting on that. Mm. So once we receive the, the consideration, how can I trust a software for the results? We say, you are trusting already a software for results in other fields because the ABS is a software. We combine with mechanical part, electronic part. So you're trusting a, trusting a software. It's a matter of trusting a software in a new area, creating a pathway, as I said before, that uh, is going to complement the traditional activity and that get value because you can enrich the software more and more by experience and make it better through the time. Luca, this is a great, great example that you bring up. This type of work, this predictive modeling in software is already being done. You mentioned automotive. What other industries are using it? Consider that all aerospace development now are done 100% with modeling simulation. Most of the electronic are using simulation for the design of the, of the tool. Of, uh, so there are, in sports, a lot of companies using it. I can mention something that gives you the, the idea of the potential. The Formula One has uh-huh. decided to change the rule and to let from, I think, next year or in a couple of years, a full use of fluidodynamics software to develop the car. It means that it is so powerful as a technology that they, they have created this limitation until now, do not let people develop the car using uh, modeling simulation. Something that, for example, is already happening in the America's Cup. So the creation of new boats are using modeling simulation. Amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. And I think one of, the, one of the interesting things is that these large vessels, these high-speed machines that are in terrain that's, that's just uh, unpredictable often can use simulations in the air, in the water, on the road. Why can't we use it in health? And I think it's a beautiful thing that you and your team are doing, Luca, to, to bring this to us for healthcare. What's one of your proudest uh, experiences you've had to date with your company? We gave the opportunity to a company to reduce uh, an activity and to see how to understand how to do it from 11 month plan at the beginning in uh, four days. 
because they had a mini option in terms of development that could uh, make them run a very, very long bench testing, etc. And they've been able with the right setting, leveraging the cloud to have these results in some days. Also going to a design that was not one of the uh, initial uh, preferred design. Because uh, as you said, once we take experience in other industry in this uh, environment, we're not starting from scratch. We can uh, leverage a treasure around the world. Mm. Because as I said, every car, every new car, every new plane is developed using modeling simulation. And we are taking these very sophisticated tools and moving into healthcare. Of course, there are differences. Everyone, the, the people is different from a car. So you have to take care and account these, these aspects. But uh, it's not something that is completely new. It's something that is completely validated. Something that is completely used. Something that the people rely on significantly. It's, it's, it's a starting point. Yeah, no, it's definitely fascinating, Luca, and, and, and some great examples there. It's just interesting. And so today is the... Is the FDA accepting the use of these technologies for validation and proof for their approval? I can tell you that it's not only they're accepting, but they are pushing towards modeling simulation. Scott Gottlieb, who's the new commissioner by FDA, started since the beginning to talk about modeling simulation in drugs development, in medical device development. And in 2016, FDA released a guidance on how to provide FDA with the results of simulation to set a little bit of a standard uh, on how to receive a document because otherwise you could be you could have two pages or 1000 pages for them would be not easy to go through it and the number are increasing so more than 10% last year of their requests have been uh, um, presented with component of modeling simulation it's increasing also in Europe it's something starting because there is a new medical device regulation that is mentioning the modeling simulation as a way to provide information uh, in parallel or instead of clinical evidences for the approval of medical device by notified bodies. All around the world, there is a movement towards modeling simulation as it happened in other industries. Outstanding. So interesting. Did not know that at all about the FDA process and how they're really embracing these simulations as the way forward. Folks, if you're looking to learn more about this space and the work that Luca and his team does, check out their website. It's insilicotrials.com. We'll leave a link to that in the show notes. It's I-N-S-I-L-I-C-O-Trials.com. And so getting close to the end here, uh, Luca, tell me about an exciting project or focus you're working on. The combination of the MRI safety of an implantable medical device with the structural analysis. So with, with the capability of modeling simulation, uh, especially in the orthopedics, now we are going towards uh, the sort of design of uh, the device based on simulation because we are able to combine many simulations at the same time. So for example, the one about MRI safety, the one about stress test, the one about fatigue, Another one about impact uh, or, or respond to some biocompatibility test. And all these elements combined together could feed one the other to have uh, results of the design, so changing the design of the device automatically and directly from some generic input at the beginning of the company. We applied this uh, to um, a device for the knee surgery for a specific osteotomy. And uh, the outcome is, the, uh, is a plate that is a uh, uh, 3D printed 
and the design is patient-specific based on the combination of many simulations. They take care of the MRI safety, the fatigue test, the stress test at the same time. Ah. So basically, ah. we are designing a device, patient-specific, starting from uh, a generic uh, initial the parameterized design of a device. That is fascinating. Just the, the sky's the limit with what you could do with this technology. What are some of the limitations? Well, uh, frankly, I think it's too early to see limitation on that. For sure, um, one element that there is not present at the moment uh, is a full validation of all the uh, model that you could use or all the simulation you could do. In fact, you could do. Sure. In fact, this is a limitation journal for, for the market because if everyone adopts his own tool to make a simulation, then they have to do the specific validation. It's going to be very expensive and very long. Right. Uh, in our approach, we have decided to have parameterized model, validated model online in a way that you can provide the design of your tool and to have uh, the results from a model that is validated. And the more the people is using the model, the more companies using this model we receive feedback and then we can improve it. So the point is that through the internet, it is a perfect distribution model as you're going to use for this webinar as well. Um, we are able to provide one valuable element all around the world to big and mid and then little sized company at the same time with a very accessible cost providing the knowledge embedded in this component uh, easily. Mm. So the limitation is the validation for sure, but with this approach like for example the one we are doing, the, um, there is a way to help uh, uh, the company to have many validated model available for them. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, fascinating work. What book would you recommend to the listeners? Well, the trilogy by Isaac Asimov. It's uh, so a quite uh, old book, let me say. Uh, uh-huh. It's probably from the yeah, 80s and before wow. the 80s. What's it about? Yeah, it's about uh, the, the, the life in, in space uh, in a very science fiction environment where you have uh, different groups uh, that create a society that take care of, uh, uh, let me say, robotics uh, and then... Uh, uh, interstellar uh, trips uh, and uh, so it's, it's nice I mean, it belongs to my childhood let me say ah, but yeah. Asimov is one of the father of the science fiction and um, it's not I don't look at that as, a, as an inspiring book for what's happening now but I think that it's very inspiring from the environment uh, different environment that he has designed and uh, it's really intriguing so huh. yeah the, the, the book I love yeah. huh. That is fascinating. The trilogy by Jacob Asimov. Isaac Asimov. Um, Isaac Asimov. No, yeah. Isaac, oh, okay. Isaac, Isaac Asimov. Outstanding. The trilogy, folks. Check that out. Outcomesrocket.health. In the search bar, type in Luca Emili, and you'll find this entire podcast interview with the show notes, as well as a short version of the show notes with links to other things that we've discussed, including a link to insilicotrials.com so you could learn some more. This has been a ton of fun, Luca. I'd love if you could just share a closing thought with the listeners and then the best place where they can get in touch with you or learn more. 
Well, there is an effort by many people around the world towards modeling simulation, and I'm happy that I have the opportunity to work with many researchers and to make uh, visible what they're doing, because too many times uh, uh, the things are just uh, in their computer. So I encourage everyone that has done a little piece of software component modeling simulation to contact me because together maybe we can create a significant puzzle that will let a company to have a very nice picture for the, to support their R&D. Everyone can contact me at my email. That is uh, Luca, L-U-C-A dot Emili, E-M-I-L-I at InSilicoTrials.com. Outstanding, Luca. Thank you so much for your insights today. Folks, I know that you probably are scratching your head thinking, wow, how can I use this? So take action, follow up with Luca, learn some more, collaborate. And Luca, I just want to say thanks again for spending time with us. Thank you also. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.